You're listening to Double Exposure with Sophia Lemon and Petro, a photography podcast on both the creative aspects and business side of photography. Join the conversation on Facebook at Double Exposure Show Group. And here's Petro and Sophia. Hello and welcome back. Episode 24, Double Exposure Show with myself, Petro, and Sophia Lemon. Join the conversation on Facebook at Double Exposure Show Group and find us, or rather find the show notes on our website, doubleexposure.show slash episode slash 24. How do you like my festive introduction, Sophia? Uh, Festive? (laughs) It was very jolly. (laughs) Jolly, jolly, festive, same thing to me. (laughs) I was just about to take a drink of tea and I noticed you were taking a drink of your coffee and I thought we can't take a drink at the same time because everyone will be like, where did they go? Okay, so this is me filling the space (laughs) and now you talk. Okay, and so what are you drinking, Sophie? (laughs) (laughs) Very watered down green tea because I had a cup before we recorded our last episode and then I had a cup Mm -hmm. while we were recording our last episode and now this is my third cup so there is no longer any caffeine in it I am as caffeinated as I will get today which is not very can you imagine me on coffee like it would be a disaster so two things Um, one a lot of people don't know that green tea has a lot of caffeine you're lying yeah. <laughs> Two, I think it's something we forgot to mention in our previous episode, number 23, when we were talking about uh, being prepared. Yes. Pack a coffee. Or <laughs> if you're and a coffee bring drinker. water and snacks. Pack water, pack snacks. But anyway, yes, I, don't, I don't drink coffee, but I drink tea. And tea has less caffeine in it than like three billion coffees. I don't care what, I don't sure. care what anybody says. <laughs> no, no, it's true. It's true. Um, and if you, if you can't handle caffeine, you can drink rooibos tea, which is delicious, but, yeah. uh, we won't go there. We, we can start another podcast on tea alone. Uh, I, I we'll love do tea. A, we have lots of tea. We'll do a special tea episode. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. So, um, <clears throat> but, uh, just a 30 second, uh, slip here about the previous episode about being prepared. Yes. Um, yeah, keep keep a full belly yeah if you can like don't don't overeat but it's very likely that you may not eat until the guests eat and so or after since you're working if you get a chance to eat while they eat because you know they're gonna look at you and say you should be taking photos right now (sighs) (laughs) i know (laughs) let let me let me put my human side on break for a minute um but a couple of uh, suggestions is uh, some granola type bars, mm-hmm. you know, or like energy protein type stuff. Um, definitely lots of water, yes. even enough water for the bride and groom, because sometimes on a really sunny, hot day, I've had to share my water with them because they're like, oh my gosh, we're so hot. We can't do this. And I just go to my camera bag and I whip out a couple of bottles and say, here you go. This is for you guys. And all of a sudden you're their hero. Yeah. Um, I've even gone as far as buying coronas um yeah and packing them in a cooler in the car the night before just i kind of knew these this bride and groom so i knew their bridal party was very cool very chill and we were literally kind of in a park drinking coronas (laughs) just looking around making sure nobody (laughs) did you have them in like paper bags you know (laughs) 
Because that no, would be a good they were photo. Just flat. Like a bride sitting right. on like a stump with a with a corona in a plastic or in a paper bag. Yeah. And like <laughs> no, but I do have a bride and groom sitting on the end of the pier in two Muskoka chairs, uh, che- like uh, uh, clinging the the bottles together, two Corona bottles. They they wanted to mimic a Corona ad, oh, you know geez. those you know those ads that I'm okay. talking. Yeah. This has officially yeah. been more yeah, than thirty so, seconds though, yeah. and I have a fun story for you. Sue me. It's not. All right, go to go to your, fun. Go it's to your really story. embarrassing actually. <laughs> okay, so it's your funeral. <laughs> do you know like, well, um, do you know how long I've been trying to get a new passport? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, like a long time and I procrastinate a lot and I was supposed to go to Vegas last year and that didn't end up happening due to passport related. Mm-hmm. No, not due to passport related issues. Um, but I mean, that would have been a good reason to get my passport. Um, uh, but it's just taken forever. So. It's been like, I've had to get like multiple sets of photos done because they expire after a certain amount of time. And like my passport is expired. And then I went ahead and lost it somehow somewhere in the house. It sprouted legs and took off. So anyway, I finally sent my passport in (laughs) finally after probably like three years of neglecting to send in the application that has been sitting on my desk. You know, you can do it online, right? No, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't getting a renewal though. I had to like send in um, the little form that says I lost my passport, how oh, I lost right, it, right, and right. what I tried to do to recover it, which was I lost it somehow in the house and I looked for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> those were the answers to those questions. What have you tried to do to recover it? Nothing. I know. Like whoever Same read that up. is probably going to go like, oh, like, oh, come on. But anyway, so I finally sent it in. Like, eight weeks ago or something. And then like a week later, I have um, a letter in the mail. I have to go to the post office to sign for it. So I go and I pick it up and I'm like, oh, I wonder what this could be. And I open it up and it's my passport application. And I had forgotten to sign it. (laughs) Amazing. So there was just a highlighted box around where you (laughs) sign. Oh my God. Yeah. So I'd, I'd be embarrassed. So I sent it in. So that's the embarrassing part of the story. I sent it in and then like the week, the next week or the week after, um, our friend Drew Dudley sends me a text message and he says, I have a proposition for you. And I said, yes. And he says, I am speaking in this huge church in New York next month and I want to have it photographed. If I pay for your trip, will you come? And I was like, dude, I just sent in my passport application by mail. I was like, had I known, had you told me earlier, I would have gone to the office and been like, I want the two weeks, like rush yeah. order. Uh, but anyway, I once. I once got a passport in two hours. Yep, I know you can get them rushed. So I'm kind of <laughs> like, I'm like, Oh so. my God, I don't know if it's going to be here in time. And then my guarantor sent me a message the other day and said, I just talked to passport Canada and they said, it'll be with you in a couple weeks. I was like, sweet. So, um, I haven't actually talked to the passport office yet, but I think I'm going to call them and be like, can you mail it faster? Like, yeah, maybe I, expedited, which I'm sure that they can do. 
Um, but anyway, so, so <clears throat> if, if all, so when we were going to India, well, if everything um, works out with my passport, then I will be going to New York next month to take photos. Yes. That's pretty cool. <laughs> in a church. You're going to make a little bit of a, in a church. <laughs> I go, I, I leave the country to take photos in a church, but anyway, go on. <laughs> well, make a trip out of it. Make it take at least an extra day to see a couple of things. Maybe just, Oh, well, this is the bad thing. Around. So Drew asked me, he's like, is there anything that you want to see in New York? I was like, uh, no, I am a terrible tourist. The worst. He's like, this is the best city in the world. And you can't think of anything you want to do. No, like I've been there. <laughs> I've seen some touristy things, but I, I'm the worst tourist. But anyway, you were saying. Agreed. Well, um, <clears throat> so this this has a lot to do with our episode today. We're talking about traveling yeah. f- uh, as a photographer and traveling with equipment. So one of the things that I really want to stress about, about is the, the importance of having your visa or having your passport up to date and ready to go. So we were asked to photograph a wedding in India in 2014. And in 2013, uh, we had to get the visa applica- applications done and everything was going to go fine. Visa. I didn't. Yeah, you had to, you have to have a travel visa, like a tourist visa to go to India. Oh. Yeah. So there you go. A little bit of knowledge. Um, and you, you can't just say, I'm going to go to India. Right. I mean, you, you can, but you can't just say I'm going to go work in India like it doesn't work that way. So we had to basically go as tourists. And, what you know, what's the reason for your travel? Well, France getting married. Oh, OK. All right. Well, it turns out that to get an Indian visa, your passport has to be valid for at least six months. <laughs> OK, <Excuse> so me. <laughs> meaning. Well, and, and the thing is, I I knew this and. I don't recall exactly what happened, but when we went there, the it was four days into the six-month period. So it was valid for five months and 27 days or 26 days. Yep. And they said, no, you got to go get a new passport. So, okay, fine. What? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, they said you got to get a new passport. Uh, but the problem is that I, I don't have all the details anymore, but... Long story short is we actually ended up going like two weeks before um, before we were leaving for the trip to finalize some things. Um, and um, yeah, see, I'm, I'm losing my, my, my train of thought, so I'm, I'm going to leave the details out. Oh, okay. <laughs> but two weeks before we were leaving, two weeks before we were leaving for India, uh, I needed a new passport because it was like four days four days too too old and so in where the indian consulate was um the there was like three three places in the same plaza that took passport photos so as much as i hated paying twenty dollars for a passport photo i just paid it um and uh, i took my almost expired passport to the passport office to be uh to be renewed and the problem was that the next day the consulate was going to be closed i wouldn't be able to come back for at least a week but they needed a week to do the visa and if i had come back a week later and taken that week to do a visa it would be ready for after the plane departs so i literally needed to submit the passport that day like i kind of sucked at this i left it to last minute 
And so I took all my information to the passport office in Toronto and I just sat there while they made my passport for me. So yeah. it took literally less than two hours, yeah. but it cost me about $180. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> You know? <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, just to save the trip and not have to stay at a hotel or something like it, it was totally worth it. The, the, the part that I did is I got myself a 10 year passport yeah. just for that reason. Now you have an option now to do a five year or 10 year passport. My advice to everybody, do a 10-year passport. There's no reason for you to do a five. Yeah. It's, it's cheaper per year. I think they give you the option of a five-year, possibly in case you're, like, really elderly, you know, and you're, or possibly if you're, like, really broke and you just don't have that extra Yeah, but then why are you leaving the country, really? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not going to go there. But so do it for 10 years. And so check with anywhere you want to travel – Google it, call the consulate, ask, ask a travel agent, what are the requirements? So, for example, if you're traveling to India, your passport needs to be valid for at least the next six months in order for you to get a visa. And the visas they issue are only 90 days, right? So if you need to go there for four months, make sure you do all the due diligence in order to cover yourself because um, it, could be, it could be a problem. Now, for our sake we're not traveling for four months at a time we're only traveling for like two weeks or whatever um but uh, like i said do the due diligence make sure you cover your ass and don't become you know don't be in a pickle like i was yeah. so get the passport done get the visa done now <clears throat> also um when traveling overseas um especially to Asian countries and Indian countries and African countries, you may need certain vaccinations. Mm -hmm. So get this stuff uh, all arranged too. So like for you to go to New York, there's not going to be anything different, right? You just, you just get in the car, get on a plane, whatever, and you go. Um, but uh, for example, when Hannah went to Kenya, she had to get all kinds of vaccines, all kinds of shots. Um, and then of course there's the, uh, the one for you not to get sick off their food and water <laughs> so that you don't basically crap yourself for 24 hours a day on your trip. Um, and India was very similar. There was a couple of things we didn't have to do for India that she did for Kenya. But uh, still, uh, you, you have to get shots. You have to take pills a couple of weeks before. And uh, even they give you pills to take while you're there. Um, one of the things that I would recommend if you're traveling okay. to an exotic country, I have yeah, like specific ahead. questions and you are not helping me at all because I am going to New York and I am not going to India. <laughs> I know, but I want to help our listeners. But I need help. Sophia needs safaris help. <laughs> and vacations. This Let is me all about me. <laughs> all right. Go no, ahead. What were you going to say? No, you know what? I was just going to say that certain things that people won't tell you, um, is one of them, uh, if you, even if you're traveling to U.S., which this will apply to you, Sophia, uh, you may you may get sick from the the different water or the food um, <clears throat> because there's different different filtration, different bacteria in the in the systems. And so, what I recommend is maybe starting on a probiotic. Um, you can pick them up at like a shoppers drug mart or a drugstore for our American listeners. Um, Walgreens. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, and because uh, this will help you with your digestive system. And also, uh, I think it's called Root of Valerian. Uh, they make these tasty pills. Um, this will help you with uh, sleep if you are 
traveling to a different time zone but it will also help you help calm you down so if you're if you're kind of nervous on airplanes uh taking a route of valerian um will actually help calm your nerves and give you for a better flight so uh, these are all over the counter no prescription needed things and could really really help you could really benefit okay so back to my questions so yeah back to your questions gracious okay so back to the real questions for photographers right yes um so Obviously, I'm traveling with some of my equipment, not all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I Smart. am planning on taking my camera bag on as a carry-on. By the way, mm-hmm. oh my goodness. So I was in Toronto for five days. And guess <laughs> how much crap I took with me? All of it? Yeah, pretty much. So I had a small suitcase. <laughs> I had a small bag that went with my suitcase. I had a garment bag and I had a purse. And then on top of that, I had my laptop in my laptop sleeve and uh, didn't use half of that stuff. Of course, I'm packing mm-hmm. and I'm going, well, I might use my hair dryer and I might use my hair straightener and I might use that product and I might use that product and I definitely need gym clothes. And I brought three pairs of shoes. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, what is happening to me? Anyway, <clears throat> so I'm trying to like really keep it low maintenance going to New York because I don't mm. want to have 70 billion things to check. So basically it looks like what it's going to be is my carry-on bag, like it's going to be my camera. And then you can take a personal bag, right? That's right. Does a backpack constitute a personal bag? If you can prove it, it really depends on a, on the airline, and it depends on <clears throat> the person who's checking you in. Um, because when I flew into India, for example, um, that was just unfortunately the last time I was in an airplane. Uh, I had, <clears throat> excuse me, I had a backpack and a camera bag, and they let me take it on the plane as carry on and you were only allowed one item. Yeah. So my advice, cause I can, I can tell you from what my experience was, but my advice is to actually call the, the airline and quite often on the website, they will give you the same information. They'll tell you what, what's allowed, how much it can weigh. I know, but that's um, all a lie. They have like dimensions and it has to fit into this little tub and then people just throw their suitcase in it and it fits in it standing up and therefore they get on and I'm like trying to pack all of my stuff into this teeny tiny little bag so it'll fit into <laughs> the bucket and like, uh, yeah, anyway. So what I ended up doing, and this, this might make you laugh, is the backup equipment I packed into a camera bag that went into my suitcase with all my clothes that I needed for the trip. Mm-hmm. And then I packed... Um, some whatever I wanted to do is carry on and my main equipment into my so my laptop as well into a carry on bag. So I had I had a change of clothes. I had my passport, my wallet, um, a couple of camera bodies, a couple of lenses, all of the memory cards, a laptop, external hard drive, all in a backpack carry on type situation. Um, and it was it was fairly heavy, but I mean they didn't weigh the carry on uh, for this flight, so I didn't have to worry about it. Um, and I did that because like, and mind you, I also did have a camera bag, but it was a lot smaller. Um, 
So like a small camera bag, they almost didn't really care about. But like my big low pro camera bag yeah. was actually with, with the rest of my equipment was in a suitcase. And to tell you the truth, like not everything fit in there. I did wrap a couple of lenses into clothes and I just packed them in, in, into the luggage that I checked. My insurance company covers it. Uh, so I thought, whatever, worst case scenario, if I lose it, I lose it, I'll get it covered. Yeah. But at least I have my necessities. So my fear here is uh, like I want to get that equipment there. So that I have it to use. Yeah. I don't want to get there and have it be so broken. Bring, and exactly, so, bring it with yeah, you. Yeah. So my bring plan it. would be to have just take my camera bag as a carry on, and then mm -hmm. my backpack, which I figure like one of them probably my camera bag will fit under the seat. So mm -hmm. you know, in your situation, again, depending on the air, airline you take, depending on the flight you take, they might let you have a checked bag. Just check everything that you could potentially buy at in New York. Well, that's the thing is I'll have a suitcase for clothes and stuff. So I'll be yep. checking that. So now you, so, so in your case, I would literally just bring a camera bag and pack some necessities in there. So pack all your gear and pack some necessities in there. I know it's probably not the best solution or not the answer you want to hear, but, um, um, because every single airline is different. Like if you fly a lot of these uh, airlines that are sort of the discount airlines, they don't even allow you, you know, the, the, like your checked bag has to be like 20 pounds or 22 yeah. pounds. And like, what do you, what do you pack in the bag? Well, you can pay more, but. Mm -hmm. But the prices are ridiculous. Yeah. You know, um, I had a friend traveling to Mexico on a no, cheap airline not be able to do that soon there's going to be a wall yeah the airplanes, air, airplanes will just fly just straight into it <laughs> yeah <laughs> so <laughs> splat okay well, go on <laughs> the, luckily this was before the wall and uh, so what what they ended up uh figuring out is that the flight that was half the price uh flying out of detroit was going to cost couple hundred dollars more than the flight than the direct flight from WestJet flying out of London yep because the WestJet flight allowed them bigger carry-on bigger checked bag yep and this spirit spirit airlines from Detroit was going to charge them an extra $55 for this extra $55 for that <laughs> and you have to drive and so, down and and you have to drive down right so um and WestJet I don't know about you but I would rather fly WestJet than Spirit Airlines like it's I don't yeah, know. Any discount I, airline. I don't know what Spirit Airlines is. It sounds delightful. It, it sounds very spirited and um, <laughs> probably lots of turbulence. Air, very airliney. <laughs> airliney. Uh, Gosh. The tr truth of the matter is that it, it it's utter crap. Oh, okay, you know? good to it, know. Yeah, I would imagine yeah. that we're probably flying Air Canada. Yeah, that's a safe bet, yeah. and they're they're typically really good with with uh, with stuff like that. But my advice is very simple: um, if you don't want to lose it, bring it on the yeah. on the airplane with you. Yeah. That's that's it. That's it, and protect it. But also keep things light. So for anybody traveling, I think a little bit of anxiety kicks in, and we we're always packing stuff that we're oh like, my goodness, oh, you know, uh, I might need this. Yes. I might need that. You know, oh, well. I'm, I better pack this just in case it's like, okay, I'll pack this pair of shoes as a backup. Well, the, the fact of the matter is when you get there, you're probably just going to wear the shoes you flew in, yep. you know? Um, and so you, you tend, we tend to all overpack. Um, a lot of times now when I travel like overnight somewhere, 
I'll just bring like, I'll wear the same clothes on the way back. I'll just bring a change yeah. of underwear, <laughs> you know, underwear, well, socks. Uh, this is why you just like don't even wear underwear. That solves that. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go on. Don't, don't tell our listeners that I don't wear underwear. <laughs> um, <laughs> it happens sometimes. Okay. But anyway, um, no, it's true. We, we, we overpack like crazy. Yeah. Um, well, if yes, time, my trip to Toronto was any indication, uh, I really overpack. <laughs> yeah. Hannah and I, uh, overnight, um, I actually, I had no choice but to bring my laptop because while we drove there, I had to do some work for a client yep. in the truck. So, uh, in this backpack, uh, there was, a uh, my laptop, uh, computer charger, phone chargers, um, enough clothes for Hannah, enough clothes for me, uh, all the toiletries and everything uh, for two days in just a single backpack, yeah. right? So, and, and okay, we were going to Toronto, so, which is the same place you were going to. Um, but, um, you know, if I really needed something, I could have just gone out and bought it. And I've done it before because I used to do a lot of trade shows in Toronto and I'd be there for three, five, almost three to five days, sometimes a week. And uh, quite often, you know, my toiletry bag, like I'd run out of toothpaste. So there was times where I just got in the car, drove to Shoppers Drug Mart. Okay. But there was times where I was like, I don't want to do that. I'm going to go downstairs to the lobby and pay five bucks for a tube so of toothpaste. I don't care. Here's what I do for packing that sort of yeah. stuff. I order like all of my cosmetics from Lush and I get the, the uh, solid shampoo and nice. the solid toothpaste mm-hmm. because I hate it when stuff explodes in my bag. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. But anyway, I, I have another question. Okay. Okay. So Drew flies, I don't know like how to form this sentence properly. Drew flies Nexus or Drew is Nexus or what is this Nexus mm-hmm. thing? So he just goes straight through customs. So I right. have to go through customs with no one there to speak on my behalf. So I have to tell them how I'm like working, but not working in the States. You're not working. Because I am not working in the States. No, you're, you're, you're traveling to, you're traveling to With see a friend With my professional speak. equipment. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm going to get the cocky so, guy at customs who's like, clearly you're working. And then I'm going to have to seem like such an enthusiast and be like, I just really love taking pictures. That's why you may want to pack just the bare necessities for your equipment as well. Right. Like you're, you're not bringing a lighting kit. You're not bringing light meters. No, I'm literally bringing, bringing my camera bag. So I'll have, um, my two cameras, my spider holster, two lenses, two flashes. So my advice is pack your spider holster in your in my other bag. Checked bag. Yeah. In your checked bag. Yeah. Yep. Cause the worst case scenario, if you don't have your spider holster, you can still do the shoot. Well, right. Like <laughs> I'll have to see if I have any straps hanging around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, a Nexus card or Nexus status, uh, allows you to, you're, you're sort of pre-checked, right? It allows you to cross the border without any delays. You, you kind of literally almost like yeah. flash your Nexus card and yep. they say, yeah, go through. They do a, they do a bare minimum. Well, check. I, yeah, but um, you have to like jump through hoops in order to get it in the first place. So, well, there's an enrollment interview and it's, it's really not that hard. They just, they just want to make sure you're not a terrorist and not an <laughs> asshole because um, the, if you're an asshole, you're not going to get an access card. Well, I'm going to tell you right now. He if works you're a cocky like, bastard. He works in the States a lot. Right. So like, 
he mm-hmm. travels the world and speaks. So um, can you imagine going through customs? Every time you had to go through customs, you had to have paperwork on, I am going to work for one night. I am giving one yep. speech, and tomorrow I am hopping on a plane and going somewhere else to give a speech. Yeah, well, and there's there's s- several different Nexus statuses. You can have Nexus land, which allows you to cross the border at like the border crossings on, between Windsor and Detroit, or Sarnia and Port Huron, or... Uh, Niagara Falls, Buffalo type thing, whatever. Um, or you can have Nexus Air, which is completely different, and it's for flying. Yeah. All right. So, so yeah, I mean, you, you obviously need these things if you're doing it a lot. If you're going to, uh, if you're going on the trip once a year, it might not be worthwhile. No. <clears throat> I don't care you know. about the Nexus thing. I care about me getting through customs. So what Drew told me is like, tell them that... Um, <coughs> you're my girlfriend and you're coming with me. I'm like, Oh, Oh geez. That's exactly what I would tell. Yeah. Yeah. Probably just say I'm thing. traveling. My boyfriend's doing a, a, a speech in the thingamajig. <clears throat> and, um, the and thing I'm is, photographing it for him. Straight. Like whatever, like, no, you're not photographing it at all. You're oh, not, I just have my camera. Cause yeah, you're, you're going, you're a tourist. I'm just going to take some pictures while in New York. Um, my advice to you is, you know, this is kind of funny because we're, we're going on the record, you know, like what, what to not do type thing. But reality is you're not working in in U.S. Yeah. You're not actually working in U.S. You're not taking away somebody's job. So you don't need a work visa. You don't need anything like that. However, uh, the language is very delicate. You have to be yeah. careful what you say because if you say that, you you know, are you working there? And you're like, well, I'm going to be taking photos. Is it for work? Well, yeah, that's not what I would be saying. Or do you, you know what I mean? Like. Um, yeah. So you're, you're not taking photos. So you just have to make sure you use the right language. Uh, additionally, don't post anything on social media that you're going to New York, that you're going to take pictures or anything like that, because that could be tra- that could be interpreted as you working. That could be interpreted as you, you know, but taking, I want to. Uh, I probably will when, when I get back. back and I've like had a chance to edit them. <laughs> or say that you're or say that you're going to New York to to as a for a visit yeah right? i'm really bad at the social media part where i'm like um i'm going for a walk <laughs> so i don't think i would so, do that but i will probably post photos when i get back yeah no and, and that's what i mean so I'll, when i used to play music when i was a musician in my past life um we did a lot of shows and we had a bands open up for us and we played with these bands and sometimes we'd go have to go to the u.s to play and sometimes these bands from the U.S. came to Canada. And this one band put it, this is in the MySpace days, they put it on their website uh, yeah. and on their MySpace page. They put that they're playing a show in Sarnia, and they put they're playing a show in London, and they put they're playing a show in Toronto, right? They put their, their tour dates. But yeah. at the border, they never bothered to get a work visa or an artist visa or whatever it was at the time. So... Um, here's a band traveling in like a little mini bus, like a big tour van, going through the border. And the customs uh, officer says, uh, who are you guys? Oh, we're just a band. Um, what are you guys doing? Are you guys working? Nope. We're just going to see a yeah. friend play. Okay, but why are you bringing a trailer full of gear? Well, we're going to jam with them. Like, this just goes with us everywhere. Okay. What is, what's your name? Oh, this is our band's name. So he opens up a browser, goes on their website and says, well, it says you're playing a show tomorrow 
in Sarnia, you're not you're not going anywhere. And so they got held up at the border. Now he he yeah. basically made them d- jump through hoops. To, they they acquired a special visa. Yep. They finally got through the border, but they nearly missed the show. So where they had to open up for us uh, and and start at like seven or eight p.m. or nine p.m. I don't even remember when shows started anymore. Um, they, we actually ended up starting and they showed up and they played using our instruments. They didn't even have a chance to do a sound check, nothing, you know, it was, it was really, really kind of interesting to see. And, and reality was that they were earning money in Canada. So they did have to do this. You are technically not going there to work and, and, you know, and make money. Yeah. Right. You're, you're not, this isn't, this isn't you expanding your business into the United States. Yeah. And, and so we're not trying, like, we're not trying to fool uh, customs here or give you advice on what to do. But the reality is that the language you use at the, at, during uh, the border crossing with customs can really determine whether or not you're getting through. Yeah. And so um, as, uh, you're not working, you're not taking photos at the event. Uh, because but they, you could potentially sell them later, so it could be misinterpreted. Um, so you're just going as, as a girlfriend. Yeah, that, that's that's all you're doing. And why are you bringing all the camera equipment? Well, I'd, li- I'd like to take photos. Okay. Um, and it's not that hard because our class goes to New York every year, mm-hmm. uh, part, of the, part of the program. They go to New York for a week, and they take photographs there. And so they bring all their equipment, and it's just a class trip, right? So... It's not illegal to travel and be a tourist, um, <laughs> right? So, <clears throat> yes. If you're nervous, it's okay. They they know people are nervous. They're not gonna kind of flag you for being nervous. But um, just just be be as honest as possible and tell them tell them you know tell them what you're doing. But it, it might be it might be easier to just say yeah you know I'm Drew's girlfriend and have I told you about when I got a pat down in Newfoundland? No. <laughs> so, have you been to Newfoundland? Yeah. Been in the airport? Yeah. There's like no one in there, right? No. So, they must have quotas for how many people are randomly selected for a <laughs> pat down every day. So, like, basically in Newfoundland, every single person is randomly selected for a <laughs> pat down. So, the siren is going off, like, every person who walks through, and of course, I go through and it goes off. So, the woman says to me, um, you've been randomly selected um, to be searched. Would you like to do it in private? And I said, do I have to take my clothes off? <laughs> and she just bursts out laughing. She's like, no. I'm like, well, then why would I go to private? Just in case you have. It's, it's funny because you would go to do it in private if you had things on you. <clears throat> so a lot of times when an individual would say, yeah, we better do it in private, there's a really good chance something's on them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm not even kidding. Um, she laughed people try to cross. Was good. I was like, no, just do it here, like in front That's of right. all of these people. So there's no funny business. <laughs> Did she put gloves on? <laughs> I think they were all just wearing gloves, I think. Yeah. yeah. But no, it was like over the clothes. She didn't even press very hard. Like it was... It's pretty lame for a pat no, down. It, they're look. They're looking for knives and shit. Um, yeah, drugs. Cash. Yep, cash. I was traveling cash, inside of Canada. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, 
Newfoundland is uh, one of the first connecting points for for European countries, right? Like yeah, through through I ports seem and so European. Uh, you don't have to, uh, but uh, there could be a lot of cash flowing through there. It, it's it's really funny, but um, you wouldn't you would be surprised. But the people you suspect the least are the ones who are doing this stuff. Yeah. So, you know. Well, maybe I do seem suspicious then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I hope so. Next question. Mm-hmm. Should I get extra insurance for my equipment? That is something you, I, I think so. Um, but that is something you should take up with your insurance broker and say, am I covered in US? Because you may already be covered. Yeah. Uh, we are covered worldwide. So I can travel anywhere on earth and be covered uh, as long as I don't um, <laughs> go into like an active volcano. Okay. Okay. I don't think I'll be close to any of those. Yeah. So I can actually scuba dive with my equipment. <laughs> um. <laughs> like without the plastic boxes, like just no, with, jump into with the, the water boxes. with your camera and be like, oh, I, wait, it doesn't function under here. <laughs> yeah. With proper housings, I can go scuba diving. I can do underwater photography. And if the housing fails, my insurance will cover. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah. What? Um, what? I know it's it's funny, but... Like, like somebody had to have done this in order for them to feel the need to tell you that it's covered or it's not covered. Somebody had to have brought their tripod and put it on an active volcano, <laughs> lava flowing, and it melted it and the camera <laughs> fell into the lava or something for them to actually say, like, you won't be covered at an active volcano. <laughs> so, um, um, yeah. Okay. So yeah. Next question. So this isn't really, I kind of threw in some questions here for other people who might be traveling Mm -hmm. for work. Um, because this doesn't really apply to me because he's just covering my whole trip. So what expenses do I pass on to my client? So yeah, my answer would be pretty much everything unless you're buying it for pleasure. Yeah. Um, or as a souvenir or something. Don't go, yeah, don't go to the most expensive restaurant and claim a one hundred dollar oh. meal. And I would right? also say no um, alcohol. Yeah, definitely. Well, unless they tell you, depending on the client, right? Um, some people I've worked for give you a one hundred dollar allowance for for dinner, and it doesn't matter. Okay. They're like alcohol is allowed, whatever, right? And a lot of these things you can discuss, and you should discuss with a client, and just say, hey, you know, just just like you're asking me. What expense should I pass on? But typically, um, the alcohol isn't passed on. Alcohol yeah. isn't even shown on the on the invoice, you know. So if yeah. you are drinking alcohol, ask for a separate invoice, separate receipt, so to speak. Yeah. And places will do that. Um, uh, so additionally, um, any inc- you should s- talk to your client about any incidental charges. So, for example, if um, if your equipment malfunctions due to the fact that you're working with it while you're there mm-hmm. and it's then they're liable for it, then they should cover it too, right? This this might be a delicate situation, but and again, you're photographing an individual speaking in a church. But if you were going to photograph a motocross rally and for a client and you know a, a bike drove by ripping up the ground and a rock hits your lens and breaks it, you Technically, you have the insurance to cover it. But again, if your insurance doesn't cover it, there might be a clause you want to put into a contract with a client. So it's kind of I'm kind of overthinking this a little bit. 
right, but these are some of the things that you you could potentially um, ask for uh, compensation for. Yeah. So do you Other, basically have like all meals covered? All meals, yeah. yeah. All meals, uh, all meals, including gratuities. Um, so I will get. Um, that's why I usually pay with a credit card because it will show uh, not just your meal cost but your gratuity and the, and the final amount, the total amount. Yeah. Um, I lodging, so hotel stays, etc. Um, uh, travel destination um, costs. So not just you know because clients sometimes will be like, well, I covered your flight. It's your problem that you booked a hotel you know 30 miles away from the airport and cost you 80 bucks in the cab fare all all expenses right like everything so uh that's why i I tend to book hotels that have airport shuttles Mm -hmm. and so quite often i I end up staying at a hotel near the airport but whatever um if i have to rent a car to to go somewhere i will uh but typically you know the the client will arrange for that all the venue the venues will be kind of within within travel this a reasonable travel distance Uh, i avoid public transportation because i just public transportation is kind of shady in some areas especially you know new york is very safe to you know despite the fact that we see all these crappy movies about it but the individuals on public transportation might see you with a camera bag and may want your camera bag for example so uh, a cab or an uber is going to be a lot safer yeah um when you're in new york do tell people that you're in new york do tell people when you travel anywhere make sure other people are aware even when you get into a cab with a or an uber tell your client that you're taking a cab and you're on the way um if you don't feel safe text them the cab number all right stuff like that um just cover your ass there but also in order for you to be able to do that what i recommend is call your phone company whoever you have your cell phone with and buy a package that works in us so pay the money it's going to be well worth it and i pass this on to the client as well so i tell them um, that i'm going to charge them 50 dollars for communication and so for $50, I can buy a package that lasts me a week, gives me like half a gigabyte data, 300 minutes or something. And if I go over it, that's my problem. I, I'll cover the difference. Yeah. But at least I, I say like communications and whatnot. Um, so yeah, call your phone company. The Every phone company has like a travel pack. Some of them are like five bucks a day. Some of them give you like a $40, $50 package. It really depends on your phone company mm-hmm. and your plan. Um other than that, like I'm not going to ask the client to reimburse me for printing costs of like a boarding pass or something, you know, yeah. you don't have to be super nitpicky, but, uh, but all the, all the major stuff, uh, you, you obviously, um, want to ask your client now, uh, to be prepared, make sure you, um, have your like check in beforehand. Uh, a lot of the companies allow you to do it with an app now, so you can like, uh, do a flight check-in beforehand. Um, boarding passes, you can print them off or you can have them as like in your Apple wallet, mm-hmm. um, wallet app. So Air Canada lets you have a boarding pass in your app. Um, so you technically don't have to print stuff out, but I still do just in case. Um, yeah. So okay. really, you know, um, um yeah. Travel travel documents, any documents that you might need. Um, 
one of the so speaking of insurance um calling to buy some travel insurance uh in case there is a a small accident or you get hurt and you need a hospital visit mm-hmm. because it's going to be very inexpensive it could be you could buy it for the time you're going and it might cost you like 20 30 dollars mm-hmm. i used to buy it for the entire year and it only cost me and uh, my wife a uh, hundred dollars a year mm-hmm. so a hundred dollars for the whole year covered us for any hospital stays or anything like that now that hannah works for uh, apple she actually gets uh, american travel insurance through her through her work and so i'm also covered on that mm-hmm. so it's kind of nice so we can travel to the u.s and if we happen to get sick while there or need you know it, you get rear-ended you get whiplash you want to go to the hospital um all of that comes out of your pocket unless you have insurance. So that's definitely something you should do is get some travel insurance. Okay. I have more questions, but you have to go soon. So, well, we can, we can, <laughs> we can do that. So, go, go. um, how much of this trip can I consider a vacation? In what terms? I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what percentage of the time are you doing things for fun? Like what trips can you book outside of, doing work i'm not sure i really understand it (laughs) you're traveling to a different place in the world that you don't normally go to so you're probably going to try to enjoy some of the touristy Um, stuff while you're there but you are also working and you're being paid to be there so how much of it can you actually consider a vacation you can consider the the days you're not working a vacation 100%. But the days you're working, you should just focus on work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just just be be a good vendor, be a good service provider. But uh, reality is, um, like when we did travel to India, for example, we considered our time there as vacation time when we were the days we weren't working. But the days we were working, we were in our hotel rooms because. Um, you know, between between shoots, like I wasn't going to venture out onto the street and try to explore the street, <laughs> just just in case. You, honestly, you think about it, right? Um, so same thing when you're in New York. If you or anywhere domestically, you know, even even if it's Toronto, if I have a shoot in two hours, I'm not going to go on a sightseeing tour or just yeah. a, a, a walk around the block. So. My vacation time is the days that I'm not working or the day I am working, but I'm now done work type thing. Or like book extra time on either end of it. If you can, my advice is, yeah, if you honestly, if you can book extra time, you know, if Drew's going there for a day and you're going there for a day, but you can stay there for three days, stay Mm -hmm. there for three days. It'll be worth it. Um, Take advantage of that because you're you're in a different city. You're you get to yeah, and we know from last episode how much I love cities now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, okay, I have one more question, and we've sort of covered it, but we'll go over it again anyway. What equipment do I leave at home? All of it. <laughs> <laughs> um. <clears throat> I would be bringing a second camera body, but I'd only bring, I'd probably only bring two lenses. Yeah. Seriously. Two lenses, two bodies, and that's it. 
and I would just attach the lens to each body and call it a day because yep. if one of the lenses breaks, well, you have the other one, right? So even if it's too short or too long, you can, I'm sure you can make do. If one of the camera bodies breaks, well, you have the other one, right? Yeah. So you have a backup for a backup. Um, you know, I know you have a 70 to 200 millimeter, but you also have a 90 mil macro. You don't need to bring your macro lens. No. You're not going to, you're, you're not going to be using it, right? Um, I know you probably, you have, you have an ultra wide lens, don't you? Like a, uh, I, I don't a 24. actually. 24 to 105, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I'd, I'd bring that lens. Yeah. Um, but anything else, I wouldn't worry about it. Well, I'll have to take my flashes. <sighs> I'm honestly hoping, though, that the lighting in this church, because it's massive, there's huge windows. I'm hoping the lighting's going to be great. And I assume that Drew will be lit. Because this is also being recorded. So there right. should be hot yeah, lights Drew, Drew should be lit. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't bring flashes. Yeah, I'm actually debating now. I honestly wouldn't Asking him that. about it. Like, if it's being filmed, um, perhaps I shouldn't I shouldn't be shooting with flash if it's being filmed. I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't shoot with flash at all. I would leave them at home. Yeah. Honestly, it's it's not it's not really worth it. It's not um, worth the weight of the bag. <laughs> weight, batteries, right? And yeah, just just don't even bother because I don't think you'll need them. Uh, if you go sightseeing and you and you take photos out and about, you're going to be doing it in daytime. And if you're doing it at nighttime, you want to catch the lights of New York. So yeah. flash is going to be useless. If you're shooting in the church, um, there's pretty much going to be a really good ambiance during the day anyways. And what I would do is I would Google the church he's doing it at. I guarantee you there's going to be photos of it. And in New York, they might actually have Google Street View inside the church. Oh, just wait. He sent me a picture. You talk yeah. and let me find this. Well, when I when I was doing Google uh, shoots uh, in, in London and area, we were doing Google Street View that was indoors. Um, it was basically called like Google Business View. <clears throat> it was a cool little rocket for a while, but um, we made a, we made okay money with it, but it wasn't great. Uh, so we we stopped doing it. Just it wasn't worth our time. Um, but the five or six years I did do it, I did I did a few churches for absolutely free. I never charged the churches because uh, I thought it was really cool, like just show the church off. And I didn't get the chance to do a lot of them. But the ones I did, you know, they were they were pretty happy they had it. So long story short, in New York, it's a small possibility that this church might actually have some kind of street view where you can walk into the church too. Wait for it. I found it. Okay. Da, da, da. Okay, I sent it to you on <laughs> Skype. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at it. Skype is so interesting. <laughs> I don't know where it actually is. <laughs> Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, beautiful. You you do not need a flash there. No, I, I wasn't thinking that I would need a flash, but actually that but, photo that you're looking at with all the windows, that's a terrible photo if you open it up. Of course it is. <laughs> I did open it up. <clears throat> look, yeah. at the, look at the uh, notable speakers. Oh, Martin Luther King Jr. Nice. <laughs> So it's it's Riverside. You could have just said Riverside, and I knew what it was. Well, I don't know. Yeah, Riverside Church. It's uh, very... Nelson Mandela was there. Um, yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> Should be fun. So I asked him, like, so... You are if, so lucky. 
if I trip and like bang my foot on something and make a big, like make a lot of noise, uh, what happens? And he's like, I pretend I don't know you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So it's, it's fairly bright in there, but it, but you'll, you'll have to go high ISO, uh, for sure inside. But since they are filming it, there's a really good chance, really good chance that they'll probably light it with hot lights or something. Yeah. There should be lights on in there. I would think. Yeah. No, you'll be you'll be safe. No flash, because put it this way, your flash is going to do sweet dick all in that big church. Well, it would have to be direct flash. That's right. Yeah, you 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 cannot do anything with it. I mean, you could do one of those bounce cards, and then I'd have like, to be like up close to him and everything. I don't believe those bounce cards. They they seem like like they're just a load of crap. <laughs> <laughs> that was harsh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's all of my questions. I'm thinking if people have any more, though, they should probably hop on our Facebook group. I think so. And ask them. Yeah. Or be like, oh, my God, Sophia, before you get off the airplane in New York, <laughs> you need to know this about the customs officers. <laughs> probably good idea, yeah. So you might want to pose this question before you leave. Yeah, if any of um, you have any advice. Hey, any, there you go. Because... A lot of the stuff I'm telling you is based on my personal experience as well. Yeah. And just from me traveling about, I, um, Stevie Cake is a truck driver. Um, he drives a big giant truck and, mm-hmm. you know, he crosses the border twice a week. Um, and he loves doing it and he makes really good money, you know, yep. but, uh, he's not cocky about it when he comes to the border. He pretends that he's... Which is funny. <laughs> He, Not what you would expect. <laughs> right. Well, the, exactly. The, the point is that he, he was just telling, funny enough, he was just telling me this a week ago. Um, sometimes these people at the border are really aggressive and they're just trying to make you sweat. Yeah. And he just smiles, nods and calmly answers every question calmly in a calm manner. Well, and, I can see how they would be asking him a lot of questions, right? Mm-hmm. Because... He's driving a truck in Canada and he has a reasonably thick accent. Like it might not be very tolerant, but I understand why it happens or that it happens. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I can't, I can't speculate on that, but, uh, like the last time I went, I drove through the border. I got yelled at (laughs) and I just smiled looking at the woman and, uh, she she started kind of laughing at towards the end herself, you know. So oh boy, because she said open open the back window, and I started opening the back window, but I accidentally was opening the wrong back window. Okay, that's and, funny uh, though. <laughs> and so um, she's like, I said open the back window, and like like screaming at me, <laughs> and I said, oh okay, no problem. Said. And, you know, I was like, I was under the impression I was, I'm sorry. And just smiling at her, looking at her. And there was nobody in the back anyways. <laughs> and so she said, is there anything in the back of the vehicle, like in the trunk? Uh, I said, uh, spare tire and tools, but that's about it. And so she started kind of giggling at that, you know. So I'm, I'm very sarcastic but uh, I turn it off when I'm at the border. Yeah. Right. Um, they have a job to do. And, you know, sometimes they just 
feel like, okay, you're being a dick. All right, I'll be a dick. <laughs> so, well, they probably have to deal with a lot of dicks. So yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I'll keep the jokes to myself. So anyways, <laughs> I think I'm good. Are you good? I'm great on that okay. note. All right. Since we have five minutes left before you have to go. Yeah. What should we just kill time or? I don't, should... Do you not have to be like out the door at two or? No, I, well, I have to go out the door into my garage and get something ready oh. and, then, and then leave by three. But <laughs> I do oh. have to go out too. Well, um. anyway, if this was your first time listening, we hope you <laughs> learned something new. I certainly did. Thank goodness. And we will <laughs> hear about whether I made it to New York and back safely in a couple weeks. <laughs> um, you can share your feedback on this episode and your tips for traveling for me at Double Exposure Show Group. Um, thanks to Benjamin Edward for our artwork and Ben Sound for our theme music. The podcast is released every Wednesday and you can find show notes for this episode at doubleexposure.show slash episodes slash 24. Don't forget to subscribe and please leave us a five-star review at doubleexposure.show slash iTunes. <laughs> having some trouble reading now. It's a mouthful. Yeah. Uh, Tell your friends, share us with your coworkers, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>